Hey guys, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Nick. And we're going to be talking about everything fitness, health, and the challenge. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Challenge Podcast. Today, I have a very, very exciting family interview. So I have got Shannon and Damien Buckley. And it's so exciting because um, they both came top 10. So how are you guys going in the M Challenge? First top 10 couple. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Get through it. I mean, I've got to ask straight away, how did you guys feel when you both got into the top 10? Um, I won't lie. I wasn't expecting it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no expectations going into the challenge to place whatsoever. So for me, it was rather exciting and yeah, I was a bit speechless to be honest. And yeah. I, I, um, I was listening to it in the car on the way home from, um, training. So yeah. I was driving up the driveway and, um, I only caught the back end of, of the female one that was her name getting read out. So I was beeping the horn, um, trying to get her attention to sort of say congratulations before we got there. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really awesome to see like uh, the 12 weeks, you know, it's a long time, but just stick with it. Yeah. It was great to see the results that I wouldn't have been able to do it without. Her, so. Yeah. It's good that you did it together because a lot of people will know that getting in shape as a solo, you know, if your partner's not as into it can be a little bit tricky because your values kind of aren't aligned in terms of even like, you know, there might be a pizza in the house on a Friday night, whereas the other person can't have that. And so with the two of you doing it together, did you find that it was quite good because you meal prep together and stuff? Um, we've got three young children, so we still had pizza in the house. We still had snacks and treats and ice cream days. And thankfully we were very strong and we didn't break the diet at all. Even we had to go away unexpectedly for our little fella and we stuck to it a hundred percent. We just adjusted and got what we had to get done. Mm, mm, that's really good. That's really good because, yeah, I mean, with kids, we know that yeah, there's always going to be stuff in the house, and that's that's important as well. I think it's important to be able to be in the house with all the things and just work out strategies because that's life, isn't it? Yeah, we even had a 13 year old girl who would do food tech at school and send us photos of all the uh, stuff she was making and. So she sort of made a bit of a joke out of it, like you can't have that. So she sort of took on the uh, the role of a bit of a tormentor there, which was um, was good. But yeah, I must admit it was really good sort of having someone to rely on. Like you could get the kids something, but we noticed their diets changed as ours did as well. Um, but yeah, very much I did find that like just having Shen there, like if she was working late or I was coming home from training late. You could get the kids fed and that, and then you just wait for your meal with them, uh, with each other and sort of make it a little bit more of a team effort there. Yeah. Are you still kind of keeping up those habits that you formed together? Like I reckon it'd be hard to, to stop doing that now. Yeah, very much. Um, like when we went away for a family holiday uh, last week, I was looking forward to getting back into the structure of eating just so that I wasn't, didn't feel so bloated or, or gross within myself. Um, yeah, to get back to that clean style of eating, I found was really, you sort of long for it a little bit after being on it for so long. Yeah, definitely. And you got yourself to a good level of body fat there where, you, you know, you could you had all your abs visible and stuff. You, once you get that, you kind of, you don't want to let it go, do you? 
yeah, it plays on your mind a little bit. You know, you go away and then have a burger or something with the kids and turn around and go, oh, I shouldn't have had that. But um, it, it's, yeah, you've got to allow that little bit of flexibility at the end for the special occasions. But, yeah, it was... Yeah. Um, yeah, we definitely. did go through. We had two birthdays during the competition, Damien's and our youngest, and we bought them cake and made them cake. I think someone made how many cakes for the six-year-old? Yeah, I, I didn't know how to make cake. I'm yeah. not usually the person who does anything, and Shen was working nights, so I made nine cakes to try oh, and get nine. the right one for a dinosaur cake. How um, cute! <laughs> so they cake everywhere. So I was trying to send it to school with them, give it to friends, chop it out to get it out of the house because the no, yeah, they, they seemed they looked all right because uh, I was about the midway mark where you're sort of going. Oh, that challenge! It's where yeah, you're sort of challenging yourself a bit more mentally then. So. Mm, mm, definitely. Oh, that's so cute. That's that's so cute. And yeah, life around kids and and yeah, you you want to still be able to do all those things and you know enjoy everything. And also, like you know, like you were saying, you've got to be able to have your burgers here and there and do the other things. It's just, I think it's about that knowledge about how to take your body from one level to another and where it can sit and then how long it's going to take. And, you know, knowing that you're in control of that, both of you, is now probably something that you can take with you forever. If you didn't already know, you're probably pretty fit, both of you, anyway, in general. Yeah. Uh, have, have been and haven't been. Um, sort of had it, had sort of ups and downs like, like most people with with a lot of the diet stuff. I think the biggest thing for us is portion control. Um, it's the number one thing I really learned throughout the whole thing is like when you're eating, just give yourself 10 minutes at the end and you actually realise you're not hungry once you finish. It's, um, that was always the hard thing, I suppose, growing up in a family of big eaters as well, that you sort of ate everything on your plate and then mm. sometimes you just need a smaller plate. So, so, true. so true. I think the more recent generation hasn't been taught this as much, but I know my generation, we were taught to eat everything on the plate and it sticks with you, doesn't it? it really yeah. Does. And and you sort of like say the kids don't eat all their food or something. You're like, oh, I don't want it to go to waste. So um, well, we're pretty lucky we live on a farm now. So the chickens get a fair bit of uh, leftovers. So they, they, they're pretty happy. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot happier not eating them. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. So t- tell me just quickly about the farm because um, tell me like what animals do you have and like, how big is it? Tell me everything. Uh, so we've got a tiny little in terms of farms. We've got like 104 acres here. We've got cows, lots of chickens and ducks, um, dogs, cats, um, rabbits. Oh, you've got bunnies? A horse. Yeah, you've got bunnies, got a yes. horse. Um, so a bit, bit of everything. So it's always enough to keep yourself occupied and busy with running around after them and then three kids on top of that. So Unless your wife keeps bringing home baby animals. Yeah, we went through a week of, uh, I think, three weeks in a row every time I get home from jiu-jitsu training on a Friday night, there was a new animal here. So, uh, oh, that's the best. Well, you can't have yeah, too like, many bunnies because you've got, you've got to bond the bunnies, don't you? Otherwise, they've all got to hang out separately to each other. Oh, they're not going together. It's a male and a female. Yeah. Um, they're separate. <laughs> they, they, they like each other a bit too much at the moment, yeah. so we've got to keep them separated so we don't have too many bunnies running around. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm hearing you. Yeah, we've got two bunnies. They live inside. So, um, yeah, they're desexed. But, yeah, I lo- I'm a bit of a bunny. I'm a bit of a softie for anyone that's got a bunny. But um, I also love, love, love horses as well. So I, I could talk to you guys about animals forever. But, um, 
yeah, that, that's interesting and really good because, like, you know, it's that outdoorsy kind of active lifestyle that everybody probably wishes that they did for their kids. You know, I think a lot of people go, oh, gosh, I'd love to move to a farm, especially when your kids get, like I've got a couple of teenage girls and I think, oh, if I could just take them to a farm, that would get rid of all that, you know, the the teenage girl stuff that they go through, but it probably doesn't. No, so far it hasn't. uh, It has helped with a bit more responsibility. Um, Like our our eldest girl is um, 13, so only girl, but yeah, eldest child's 13, Mm -hmm. so she's... um, sort of helps out a bit more around the property than what she was when we lived in town. Um, mm. But this youngest one I found the, the real uh, keen one to learn and help out. Like he's just turned six and the middle boy just drifts in between. Mm. So. Oh, that's really good. So, yeah, I mean, you guys had to fit all that in around um, obviously all the parent responsibility. So did you guys train together? Did you train at home? You, you've got your jiu-jitsu as well, Damien. So tell us a bit about your, your training structure and how you did all that. Um, well, Shen trained pretty much at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I had a bit of confidence issues going to the gym. I well. really struggle mentally. So going to the gym is not an option for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got to be careful because I have a – pre-existing back injury so I have to adapt any training I'm not meant to lift over so much weight and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so I didn't have the transformation I probably could have had but it's because of pre-existing conditions and I just have to alter things to suit what I can and can't do Mm. oh you did all right (laughs) you're a bit hard on yourself it's like yeah top 10 didn't really (laughs) Didn't really get what I wanted to, yeah, you're a bit of a high achiever. But, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, with, with the home training and things, the thing is, honestly, you can you can get just as good results as at the gym. Often you're doing things at the gym that you can do at home. You know, it's it's interchangeable, especially if you're not smashing the super heavy weights. Um, home is, is, is easy to access, you know, so... Um, that's really good. And do you have like a, a special area that you set up for your home exercises? Oh, yes and no. Um, it kind of depends on what the kids are doing each day and mm. where's available because they like to play in every aspect of the farm. Um, sometimes it's down in the paddock with the animals because we have to do a lot of moving the cattle every day, every two days. So we do a lot of heavy lifting down there and we'll just do some different things. In that area, um, sometimes it's the treadmill in the shed. Sometimes yep. it's the lounge room after the kids go to bed. Yeah, perfect. And so that's um, that's a bloody good um, little advertisement for anyone who says they don't have any time because you're you're basically doing it in the middle of herding cattle. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you can do that, I think that some people can find some time before work to just chuck a couple of dumbbells around in their lounge room. So um, that's great. You know, really good. So, so Damien, you go to a, a gym and so tell us just yeah. also about your jujitsu. Um, I've got um, pretty bad post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get quite high anxiety doing just about anything. So I started doing jiu-jitsu about 18 months ago when my young fella wanted to do it and he sort of said, Dad, can you come and do it? I hadn't done anything physical for years prior to that. Um, and the gym I go to is, uh, you know, just a great crew of fellas sort of got me into it and I'd sort of lost, prior to this challenge, I'd lost close to 20 kilos 
start. Like I was sitting around that 124 kilo mark mm-hmm. um, prior to this challenge. And then over that 18 months, I'd lost a little bit and got down to around the 100 mark. And we, we live 25 minutes out of town. So we sort of just, well, I was just going to jujitsu mainly. I had a gym membership, but it was, you know, not getting used. Um, yeah. I, I sort of, when Shen, when Shen wanted to do this, I was a bit hesitant. I was like, I didn't want to jump in full ball and have everything going. But I sort of started out doing it as support for her. Mm-hmm. And then I got my brother's um, in town. So he started saying, well, if you do it, start coming to the gym with me and started doing that, picking my times around when it's not packed. So mm-hmm. There's not too many people. Um, so there was a lot of, for me, um, I sleep about two hours a day. That was always the biggest problem with, um, with the challenge was I was always throwing fatigue on top of it and I'm getting, mm-hmm. you know, two hours sleep at a time at the best of times. Yeah. Um, so I started training, you know, midnight, 1am, 2am, and then around the farm work and then middle of the day when it's quiet as well, I'd go in with my brother and um, try and knock out a gym session then. So it was it was challenging, very challenging, the, the workouts, but I just tried to make sure I got them all in. Um, yeah, good on you. It's, a, it's amazing what you can do when you start to, I think, gather some momentum and, and, you know, just tackle one little obstacle at a time. And also I think I think sometimes when you don't put too much pressure on yourself, that's when it's a little bit better because you just go, oh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a support. And then you go, oh, hang on, I can see like an ab. I might keep going. <laughs> uh, I sort of went... I went a bit too hard um, Did you? at the start. Like I was sort of the way I started it. The first probably three or four weeks, I was doing the. I did the physique mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. one, uh, so I was sort of doing the whole body exercises and then yeah. trying to do an hour of cardio and then jujitsu at night. Yeah, and after about been... four, yeah, I started yeah. to fall. Like the, the, I was worried. Started to get sore. Started to pick up mm. a couple of injuries. And then we got flooded in here. So we sort of had four or five days where we couldn't get into town. So mm. ended up just grabbing a skipping rope and, and just the weights we got around the house and did as many workouts as I could. And I try to, I go sort of a bit dark when I work out. I like to just be by myself and mm. have headphones on, music going and not distracted. And training at home, where I really learned a lot of credit for Shen is like the kids, as soon as they see you start doing something, they want to join in. 100%. So yeah. it was a really cool uh, change in my training mentality to have big boys there and that they wanted to to do some skipping or do some boxing or do, you know, some push-ups and sit-ups and stuff. So uh, it was sort of my realisation that we can sort of change the habits of ourselves, but we can also change the habits of our children and give them that knowledge base of you know, just a healthier, fitter lifestyle and that exercise can be quite a, quite fun to do. Yeah, so good because really ultimately all the kids really want until they get a little bit older is to hang around their parents yeah. and do what you're doing. So, you know, we think sometimes we've got to make it complicated and take them places and, you know, I mean, it's great. Obviously you guys just got back from bloody movie world, you know, perfect, but, yeah. but they love just watching you with the skipping rope in the backyard. Like they love that. Yeah, well, mm. since um, since starting jiu-jitsu, like uh, both the boys do it now and um, the oldest one, she's tempted to do it, but she's sort of sitting on the sidelines. But uh, I think she'll probably end up doing it at some stage. Uh, mm. It's just been good to see that continuation of sort of following in the healthier uh, habit of things to do than, yeah, sitting around 
sent in front of the Sony or something like that. So yeah, you're you're a total M Challenge family now. You know, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you're, you're a bit. Of, you're you you um now that you've got your prize packs as well. Do they come with um t-shirts and things? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. So you can you can wear them. I, I'd love I'd love you guys to take a picture for me so I can use it for the podcast of um you guys in your hoodies and stuff. You can email it to me. So tell me, you I guys have to find it off the daughter. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so as, soon, as soon as I pulled my jumper out, she came and grabbed it and goes, that looks comfortable, Dad. I was of like, oh, thanks, thanks. And, and they are comfy. They're so comfy. I, I have so many of them. Like, I, will, I wear them day and night. I love them. Um, so tell me, what was, I mean, you've sort of spoken about it. I mean, there's not much of a bigger challenge than, say, a flood during the challenge. But what was your biggest <laughs> challenge for both you guys during the challenge Mine's more mentally and confidence-wise, so I can stick to a diet. I'm very headstrong, so the diet side of things, I can be on point with that. Um, But the confidence and being able just to get the exercise done, I really struggle with that. Mm. Mm. So what tips and tricks did you use to make yourself do it? Um. I just started out doing like little walks around the farm, started off nice and easy, mm-hmm. made sure I wore my Fitbit whilst I was at home, whilst I was at work, tried to change things around. Instead of making the kids do a whole heap of chores that were a bit more parent orientated, I got out there and did them instead. We, um, yeah, just started off. We, well, Damo built some um, raised garden beds, but then we had to empty the chicken coops to fill them. So I jumped in and went, well, I'll do that because that'll be my workout for the day. I got you on the shovel. <laughs> Finally, it took me two years living here to get her to start using the shovel, but we got it done eventually. She's like, yeah, if I can use it as a workout, I'll do it. So that, but what, but what a good idea. So like what a fantastic mentality because I think – so many people have that all or nothing mentality where you go, well, if I'm not doing it, everything that's there, I'm not going to do it at all. And that's where we can fall down a little bit. But you, Shannon, you just went, no, I'm going to do bit by bit what I can do. And suddenly I don't know. I don't know how confident you feel now. You probably still don't feel confident because I, I know the whole the feeling when you don't feel confident. Someone can tell you to feel confident, but that doesn't bloody matter. But um, I think you now know that you can do exercise when you put your mind to it, can't you? Oh, I definitely can. And yep. it's it's one of those things, you won't get me in a gym. I'm, I know that. I just, it's just not somewhere I like to go. Mm. Um, but I'm more than capable of doing it at home now. And I've shown myself how much more I can actually do at home just by using what we've got. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, so, I think that's such a great tip for anyone who thinks, that you have to go to extremes and join a gym and be, you know, on Instagram lifting all these things. You you don't have to be. That's the extreme end of it. But there's the other side of it where just getting active, getting out there, moving a few things from A to B, doing everyday life is enough to get you into that shape. Yeah, it is. And you don't need to go out and spend thousands of dollars on a huge gym set up for your house. You've got the tools already there. You just have to look around and see what you've got. Mm. So it's, it's one of those things. One day I was using a chicken feed bag for a weight because why not? Mm. Um, I had to move them from A to B. So that was my session for the day. Um, yeah. th- things like that. We've had, unfortunately, 
um, when we were on the challenge, we had some cows go down, so we were having to manually lift them up into standing position every day and then not lie. But oh, between the two of us, we would get them up. So that, that took a lot out of us. That's a true um, deadlift. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a no mucking around deadlift. You actually have to really lift the dead weight of a cow, you know, that they won't be helping yeah. you. Wow. I wonder how much does a cow weigh? Oh, uh, ours, ours are only calves, so they're about 200 kilo. That, that's so, still quite a bit. Like I've not, yeah. I, yeah, most not, I've ever lifted is 170, so I couldn't deadlift a cow on my own. It's more of an awkwardness of them. You've got to try and do it. But the big thing I found with you throughout the whole challenge, Shen, was uh, normally the farm's my domain. Like I'll go out and I'll do a lot mm. of the, the manual stuff because um, Shen works full-time as a nurse. I noticed on your days off you were actually coming out so much more. Like I was sort of – I'd be out in the paddock doing something. Next minute she's walking down with the path or walking, walking down maybe one or two of the kids are following she's – actively grabbing stuff and doing things and uh, it was really cool to see like throughout the first sort of four weeks it was started and by the end of the four weeks I was sort of always had company doing it she was always there doing it you could just see the the change in her you say your confidence wasn't there but it definitely improved in relation to like I'll just go grab a chicken feed bag which is you know 40 kilos and you're moving that while before I'd get home from the, the gym or doing something get back up to the house and there's their bag of chicken feed there that I'd have to pick up and move. And all of a sudden it's moved and I'm wondering where it's gone. So uh, yeah. you've got to give yourself epic. the credit where that, that is too. Shannon, that's epic. Just stop for one second and just appreciate what you're now able to do simply because you started doing it and that's part of your life now. I mean, she's not always going to move the chicken. Bag, only if you but, want to. <laughs> Sometimes we can right. It was never expected, and that no. being like she no. doesn't have the confidence. And I know, like I love that, it. I love it. I love it. What's like, that whole chain? It's so good, so, 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 so good. It makes me so happy. It's like it's bloody. It's a heartwarming story, uh, you guys. Um, tell me something. Um. So you've already told me how your life has changed since starting the challenge. I don't think you can top this kind of stuff. I mean, it's really, it's massive. So I reckon I'd like to know from both of you, what advice would you guys give to somebody um, who was just starting out, who maybe doesn't really exercise, is not really sure, you know, I mean, it's week three now in our new challenge. So maybe if they haven't had a good start, what sort of advice would you guys give? Um, From my perspective, I'd say just stick to the diet 100%, mm-hmm. get your mind in the game, and then just slowly start introducing certain things, even if it's a gentle walk of an afternoon to wind down or, like, do 10 push-ups in the ad break on the TV. Anything's better than nothing. Mm. And the diet, there's a huge percentage where diet is your key to moving forward and losing the weight and getting fitter. And if you can get your diet on point, your energy levels, surprisingly, they skyrocket. You're less fatigued. So then you'll start finding that the more your diet's better, the better you will get with your exercise and wanting to do things because everything's clearer. Mm. But, so yeah, true. if you go headfirst into it 100% and you have those little kickbacks where some people can be quite successful in doing that, others may not, and unfortunately those 
who might have those little hiccups where they might break and have that little bit of ice cream or something like that, don't beat yourself up about it. It's not the end of the world. It's just what you wanted in that moment and you just continue to keep trying to improve. That's perfect. That's perfect. Really good. Really good. All right, Damien, Damo, your turn. I'd say, um, I'd say for, for me, like the biggest thing is not being hard on yourself. Like if you get up and I notice, like I say, I don't have the greatest sort of mental approach to a lot of things. So I get a pretty bad anxiety in that. But for, if you find somewhere where you're comfortable doing something and just moving, um, you're beating, you're beating sitting on the couch, you know, you're already lapping yourself. You're already getting yourself ahead there and you're going to go through struggles on it. Like there was not a day went past where I wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm feeling really tired now. I'm not enjoying it. There was a couple of weeks there where I jumped on the scales and I was like, oh, you know, I thought I should have been a little bit further along than this. Mm-hmm. But six weeks, 12 weeks, you watch the progression. It's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon you get to the end and you'll look at the photos and go, wow, that's a, a, a different person. You know, you look completely different. You feel different. Um, and like I was saying with Shen before, your confidence will grow. If you just start, it's like planting a seed. You'll you start at the very beginning. Eventually you'll grow into that tree. It just takes time. So if anyone who's does something for, you know, you're week three in now and you're not happy with where you are or you think that you should be further along, it just takes time. It will get there. It's mm. just, just keep on the path of it. You know, the, the programs written were really good. The diet was good. And you do have plateaus. You do have times where you want to go, you know, I want to have something different to eat and that it's only a, it's, you know, delayed gratification at the end of that six weeks, end of that 12 weeks, right. I wrote a list of stuff I wanted to eat throughout the challenge. And um, every time I wanted to, I just write it down. And then by the time I got to the challenge, all the stuff I wanted at the start had changed by the time I got to the end. You know, I went from like, oh, I want a pizza or, you know, to, um, you know, I just want a little bit more steak. Mm. You know, I think was the end result. Like I was like, I just want, you know, like a 300 gram steak instead of 160 gram steak. Or, and that was about it. Like it just slowly things will change and you write it out. You won't see how your mentality changes with it. But biggest advice is just stick to it and, Think of it as a marathon, as a lifestyle change, not as a 100-meter dash where you're going to get these results really quick. Goodness me, you two have just been dropping amazing advice bombs left, right and centre. So um, get ready for this podcast to blow up. The two of you have both got probably cringing going, oh, no, I don't want it to blow up. But it's it's just it's amazing because you've given so much um, excellent advice. I really appreciate that. So um, thanks so much for chatting to me today. Um, is there anything else you would like to say or anyone that you guys would like to thank or anything while you have the chance before you go onto Spotify for the world to listen to? Um, yeah, I'd just like to thank Shannon. Really, like if it wasn't for her, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have made it through the twelve weeks because there was a lot of times there with my lack of sleep and and mm. just the way I fluctuate in general mentally. Um, you know, just her her continual support of you know just stick to it, darling. You where you know you got five weeks, you got four weeks, you got whatever it is, and I noticed those times were only momentary. They were only you know might have a day, a bad day where you're like, oh, I'm just tired. I don't want to do this. And just her support to just say, well, you know, we're already committed. What's 12 weeks? What's six weeks? And then you get to the end and like I say, you write it all out and you sit there and go, my mentality's changed from A to B. 
and um, I couldn't have done it without her. So yeah, she was my so absolute nice. rock throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I love I'm that. The same. I'm the same. It's um, been a journey. I might not have been going to the gym with him, but I was there in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> and um, But it was really nice to have a meal every day together. We did breakfast together. We did, well, when I wasn't at work, we'd do lunch together. Mm. But overnight time, it didn't matter what time I finished work. We always had dinner together and then we'd kind of just wait. If it was a bit later in the night, so I have some later shifts and then we're not going to bed with a full stomach so it's appropriate to have our nighttime proteins and then, yeah, that would be sort of our day. So it was really nice to have that that kind of time together again and plan it so it was it was easy to follow the diet was so easy and it taught me so much about a portion control but b what veggies are better for me what is so much better so we kind of got in a little routine between the two of us of what we felt like we unfortunately demo got salmonella i'm not a cook i'm a horrible yeah. cook so she was working late night it was actually on my little fella's birthday. Um, I was trying to, I'd, I'd done all the cakes. I'd done, cooked everything for them. Mm. And he just wanted to go to bed. So I was halfway through cooking chicken. And I was like, oh, you know, I can eat beef semi-raw. I just throw the chicken in the same. And I learned that day I'm not a cook at all. And I shouldn't, <laughs> just, just a little bit more patience. So I just ate it. And that night was horrible for about three days. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, some people on the planet. Uh, they, they look at chicken and uh, you know how it says to weigh it raw. Um, they go, what? I'm meant to eat it raw. We say, no, definitely not. <laughs> so definitely, definitely not. Mine was just, it was cooked enough that I thought it was yeah, fine. Yeah, it, it's, it's a bit tricky wasn't. chicken. See, my, my husband's obsessed with cooking meat, so um, he basically doesn't let me cook anything um, of the meat yeah. because it all has to be like examined so there's nothing like not one speck of it that's you know anything so his ocd comes in handy only for that but not for the rest yep. of his life but he's like you he, right. he loves karate he's a karate guy so he's got his black belt um is it two dan or whatever yeah in um second dan i don't know in karate so he's very like that so you guys would get along he comes from the country as well but well yeah yeah. Anyway, yeah. thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, this is going to be an awesome podcast. So um, I really, really appreciate your time. You're both legends. Your backdrop looks beautiful there as well. And yeah, if you can send me a picture, get get the top back from your daughter and just send me a nice picture. And I'd appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend or leave us a review on iTunes to help us spread the good word. See See you you next time. time.